Hello and welcome to the Movie Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Dominic Tartamella, and welcome back for those joining us once again. This is the Movie Thoughts Podcast, as I said, a fun-filled podcast where I rant and rave and give my thoughts and opinions on films, new films, old films, pieces of shit, big pieces of shit. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Uh, because this is a big piece of shit we're going to get into. But this week is uh, marks the release, I think, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, um, because I'm fucking getting it, because I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Who doesn't like Mortal Kombat? Um, you know, fighting games could sometimes become a little one-dimensional, but I think Mortal Kombat, that's what I gravitate towards. I mean, I grew up with them as a kid, uh, those games were always funny and scary and fucking gory and everything. And I'm here as a 30-something-year-old man, and I'm still fucking buying Mortal Kombat games. So Mortal Kombat 1 uh, for PS5, Xbox, uh, Switch, everything comes out tomorrow. So in, in preparation, <laughs> in preparation for that, I decided, hmm, should I watch... It was, it was a toss-up, right? It was like, should I re-watch all... The, I didn't really have time to watch all the Mortal Kombat movies, but I was like, hmm, should I re-watch the 1995 Mortal Kombat, which has a special place in my heart. It's not a great movie. It's it's a fun movie, though, and if, especially if you grew up with it. It's got a lot, of, a lot of nostalgia behind it, but it is a pretty decent little video game movie. It's got a good cast. It's got good performances. It's, it has a decent, you know, uh, storyline following the video games at the tournament. It's got uh, that guy playing Shang Tsung. Your soul is my fucking love that guy. Carrie, Carrie, Naga, Naga, Naga. I don't remember his name. Not going to work here anymore for the Office Space reference uh, out there. But that guy actually popped up in the last Mortal Kombat because they, they used him as Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat 11, but let's not veer off to video game talk, but that guy was great as Shang Tsung, so I had this, what should I watch, should I rewatch that, should I rewatch the newer movie that came out a few years ago, which I actually really enjoyed, it came out during COVID, and COVID kind of fucked up its run, it was on HBO Max, I enjoyed that movie, I watched it a few times, I'm looking forward to the sequel coming out, uh, we got Carl Urban playing Johnny Cage, very excited about that. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go to those two. And what'd you think? What was I going to go? Maybe one of the animated movies? Which, honestly, the animated movies, there's three of them now. There's a fourth one coming out. Uh, they go straight to Blu-ray, video, digital. And they're quite enjoyable. I really like them because they capture what Mortal Kombat's all about. And they're bloody and they have language and everything. So it's not like cartoons for kids. But no, I didn't do one of those either. What I did instead was I took the road less traveled by, and I decided to rewatch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's right. That's the reaction that you should get when you bring up Mortal Kombat Annihilation because, let's face it, it's a steaming, steaming pile of shit. I mean, the best thing about this movie is probably that in the beginning of it, it has the song, right? It has the Mortal Kombat. I'm gonna fucking start breaking shit all over the place where I live right now because that song just fucking pumps me up. Me and my brother, when we were kids, 
we would just put that fucking song on, like, and just beat the shit out of each other. Like, that was, like, we would start, like, <laughs> we would start, like, bowing. We were both, like, chubby when we were kids, too, so picture, like, two fat little short kids. Um... Just like that, putting that song on, and there's like a little build up with that. It's like, oh, just you might. And we'd like get it ready. You know, we'd probably pull our shirts off so our tits were fucking swinging everywhere. And then we would just beat the shit out of each other. When it took off, we would just beat each other. Uh, good times beating the shit out of my brother and him beating the shit out of me. I'm going to see if he wants to do that later after this podcast. But God, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I still remember when this movie came out um and it, and I remember it was somebody's birthday uh one of my cousin's birthdays and we went to the movies and we actually saw this movie in the theater so I could say um definitely I saw this in the theater I don't think I seen the original uh in the theater I know that my like grandfather I've mentioned this on the podcast like he used to have a hot box and used to record tapes and uh, I would just record movies randomly like that. And that's, I feel like, how I've seen a lot of movies. I just stumbled across them like that. And Mortal Kombat was definitely one of those. I remember having that on some kind of recorded tape and watching it and then proceeding to beat the shit out of my brother. But um, when Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out, you know, Mortal Kombat, as I just said, when you grow up, the, the movie itself, the 95 version, it's fun, it's enjoyable. It you see its flaws, you know it's goofy, it's kind of like, but it's enjoyable, and uh, you know as a kid that fucking movie was like Oscar worthy to you. That was a great movie when you were a kid. You're like, holy shit, this is the best movie I've ever seen, and especially that it was based on a really cool video game. So you know when the trailers and you know all that stuff started hitting and posters from Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and you know going to that birthday party, I remember being excited um i just i remember that feeling i remember being excited to watch it and then the movie started (laughs) and this is the thing about this movie even as a as a child at that point what was i i don't know was it 97 so let's say i'm like seven or eight whatever i'm yeah i'm almost uh yeah i'm about like uh nine i don't even know i can't count (laughs) but um so anyway, I go see this fucking movie, and even as a kid, like, not that I would, like, be critical of films at that age, but I knew there was something up when I left that movie. When I left that movie, or, like, halfway through that movie, I was like, no. And that kind of, like, I didn't watch this movie for years, and just had that, like, fat kid's opinion forever. Just, it stuck with me, and I was like, that movie's not really that good, and then I watched it years later, and I was like, wow, this movie really is bad. But, Jesus fucking Christ, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, uh, for, let's, let's start, like, from the beginning of this movie, um, you know, they recap, they do, like, a little recap in the beginning, and then right from the bat, right off the bat, you're like, whose voice is that? Because I don't recognize it, and it's fucking Raiden's, you come to find out, but Raiden is no longer played by Christopher Lambert in this film. It's played by James Ramar, and um, he's a guy who's—he's in a bunch of shit. He's in Dexter, you know. He's—he's a, he's a decent actor, but this, you know, <laughs> this movie is full of recasts. I mean, you got a new Johnny Cage right from the get-go, and you're like, ah, but like as a kid, I gotta say, and even rewatching it now, like that fucking guy looks looks almost identical 
to the guy that's in the first one. Like, if you if you if they grabbed each other and spun each other around a circle, I'd fucking uh, I'd find it to be a tough time to guess which one was which. So as a kid, that didn't even matter. You're just like, all right, that's Johnny Cage. Um, Sonya is recasted. You know, the only people that aren't recast in this movie are uh, Liu Kang and Katana. And Katana, uh, you know, she was in the first one as well. Uh, Liu Kang's played by Robin Show, who popped up in Beverly Hills Ninja and a bunch of other things. I don't know. I don't know what deal they got. I don't know if they, like, signed their life away in the first one or it was just poor judgment on, you know, their account. They they probably had a good time filming the first one, but everybody else who didn't show up for the sequel spared themselves. Uh, <laughs> now, one thing I'll say is, like, they do a decent job in the first one. You know, listen, it's a video game. You know, translating things over to a movie doesn't always work. But in the first one, they do a pretty good job of, like, they, the costumes don't look bad. They're like, you know, Sub-Zero's got the dark blue on, Scorpion. They look pretty intimidating. But this one, you see right from the beginning. When you're seeing all these other characters from the video game, uh, you see that they just all look kind of wonky. Like, everybody looks, like, fucking wonky. Like, Goro, for instance, in the first one, he's, like, fucking a puppet, right? He's a puppet in that one. He's, like, he's got the ponytail, and he fucking... I fun fact, not really a fun fact, it's actually a terrifying fact, but like one time I went to the shore years ago when I was a shore whore, I guess, and um, I seen, I, I wish I could say I seen a guy who looked like Goro, but I seen, <laughs> this is the horrors, it's a cautionary tale on not to go to the shore, um, but I seen a girl who looked just like Goro, like just like that fucking puppet from the movie dark skin, just, like, like terrifying ponytail, really didn't look well, uh, you know, that dead puppet look as well, just, just terrifying experience, but I don't know why I bring that up, I, I digress, but Goro in that film, he's a puppet, right, he looks alright, you know, he looks rubbery, it's alright, it works for the movie, they do a good job cutting away and stuff, and, you know, showing his emotions and screams, like I said, in this movie, you got Shiva, and, like, it's an actress, but you could just tell right from the fucking get-go. It's a movie, like, the makeup and the prosthetics, it just looks, like, cheap. It looks cheap, and that's the problem with this movie, because right from the start, you see how bad everybody looks. Um, and then there's a lot of, like, green screen CGI stuff going on in the beginning. Um, listen, Raiden, he, as I said, played by a different actor in this, and... You know, the fucking, the wig looked terrible. The wig looked terrible on Christopher Lambert. But, like, you know, he managed to pull it off. You know, you're a coward, sorcerer, and all that shit. The wig on this fucking guy, um, as I said, great actor. Pops up in a ton of stuff. Even just recently popped up in Oppenheimer, James, uh, Oppenheimer, James Remar. He's all over the place. But, like, the wig they gave this fucking poor guy, it looks terrible. It's so bad that, like halfway through the movie it's it's coming off i think they knew they had to cut it off uh but this is it's become like you know cult uh you know notoriously bad uh but it, it's almost like they had the fucking budget from the first mortal Kombat video game and they used it here because everybody like looks worse 
than the 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 basically the people that played them in the game. Uh, there's also the famous, you know, mother, you're alive, and then the too bad, you will die. Like it, it's become worth watching just for that. That scene is like notorious on the internet and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, then let me tell you something here, because if you go back. And please listen to a Cobra podcast that I did a while ago. My brother, it's somewhere in the in the back history of this podcast. But my God, the bad guy from fucking Cobra plays Shao Kahn in this movie. Brian Thompson, who I go into it on that podcast, but he's an absolute fucking nightmare. And he, it's nice seeing him in here. <laughs> as funny as that is to say, that it's nice to see a fucking guy that looks like that. But. He doesn't really do enough, you know, he he doesn't do enough. He does his screams and stuff like that, but he's not, I wanted him to be a little bit more, uh, you know, scary in this. He's he's definitely unsettling because he's got a shaved head in this, so that makes him a little un- uh, more unsettling. Uh, but yeah, this movie starts, and you see, you see the fucking budget right on the screen. And then they fucking mind-boggling, uh, did I mention that they fucking Johnny Cage who's my, my favorite Mortal Kombat character to play with in the games and the movies, they break his fucking neck in the first five minutes of the movie. Shao Kahn breaks his fucking neck. Now, I remember watching that as a kid, and like, and again, Johnny Cage, lifelong fan, seeing him get killed, I was like, fuck. I was horrified. I was like, that's it? Like, to me, the movie the movie is, is, is over. Uh... They lost me right there, my fat nine-year-old self. But I get it in in one aspect because you're introducing so many fucking characters. They're trying to give all these other characters play that weren't in the first movie. You got Jax in there. You got fucking Cyrex. And you got fucking another Sub-Zero. Uh, you know, they're loosely taking what they did in the game where there's a second Sub-Zero. And Scorpion's just back. I don't even know. They don't even fucking explain how how Scorpion is just back, because I'm pretty sure Johnny Cage fucking cut his skull head up and fucking lava, blood, pus, and shit leaked out of his fucking head. But he's back in this, no explanation. We're just to assume, you know, this is like a video game. You know, that's what they do. They're like, ah, Scorpion's back. Uh, but as I said, I, I respect that they brought in, like, all these characters, but it just ends up being a sloppy mess. It doesn't... There's no, that's the thing too, like, in the first movie, they had some sort of a plot, right? They had the tournament, they were trying to, you know, they were the fights were kind of happening organically, where it's like, alright, Luke Kang's gonna fight Sub-Zero, fucking Johnny Cage's gonna fight uh, Scorpion, uh, Sonya's gonna fight Kano, and, and this one is just like, they're running around and people are just jumping out, and then techno music is playing. And there's, listen, there's techno in the first one. There's the fucking Mortal Kombat song, and there's that stuff. There's the reptile scene in the first one where it's like reptile and it just jumps out. But like, there's, there is like shitty techno music all over this, uh, you know, all over them fighting. And that's the thing, like, they don't. There was a moment, uh, when I noticed when like Sub Zero and Scorpion are fighting the begin, uh, in the beginning, and it's just showing the view that you would see basically in a, in a video game, the, you know, side by side kind of thing. And I was like, this is, they didn't even try with this fucking movie. They were just making uh, a video game. They were like, they didn't know what to do. And that was the weird thing. Now, I mean, video game movies, uh, nine times out of 10, they still suck. 
But especially back in the day, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. The Sub-Zero guy, by the way, with the scar on his face, he looks like he's, I gotta say it, he looks like he's something out of like a Cinemax, uh, you know, soft porn movie. Uh, he's He's got cheesy lines, and that's what this whole movie reeks of. You know, it just reeks of like bad acting. Um, it, you know, it's it smells of that bad costumes. I mean, the the Cyrex costumes, the even even the Sub Zero and Scorpion costumes in this movie, they just look cheap. They look like they're fucking put together. They they honestly look like Halloween costumes that you'd buy at a shitty store or like the pictures that are on the package of a Halloween costume where you're like, there's always that goofy guy or girl just standing there wearing the costume. That's what everybody looks like in this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things too. At one point, Scorpion yells suckers. Like, <laughs> Scorpion is known, obviously, historically, for get over here. And then sometimes they do the, come here. Like, that's the variation. You know, that's it. At one point, he takes, I think he, he takes Katana, who, this actress. I feel so bad for her and the guy who plays Luke Kang. Because I'm like, oh my god, what did they, I every time I see this, I'm like, what did they sign up for? They got fucking fucked on the deal. Uh, and especially, it's more like heartbreaking too, because, you know, I mean, they did some other stuff afterwards, but their careers are obviously didn't flourish after this. So I'm sure this didn't help. But Scorpion grabs her and I think he like brings her into the pit of hell or whatever before he does it. Like he's like, Suckers <laughs> Like when does he yell that? I don't remember him yelling that in the fucking game. After he does a prank prank or something like that. What is he a fourteen year old like kid yelling suckers at somebody? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Cyrex Looks like shit. He sounds like shit. He's got a really bad robot voice. Then at one point, Raiden, like, cuts his hair. And it, like, it, the hair is so bad. And you're like, oh my god. Like, for a minute, you're relieved that he cuts the hair. And then when he cuts the hair, it's even more fucking unsettling. And it made me really uncomfortable. He looked like, <laughs> he looked like a, like a cracked out version of Sting, uh, the singer Sting, but I guess in a way, like, yeah, of the police, that's right, Roxanne, of Roxanne fame, but I guess in a way, like, he kind of looks like the wrestler Sting, too, but, like, the early uh, uh, iteration of him when he had the blonde hair and stuff like that, because that's, like, the color hair he has, and then poor James Raymar's walking around with that fucking hair that's been bleached, and it's just, the movie doesn't get any better from here, um, what else? At one point, Baraka pops up, who's a character who's like, this could be really cool, right? Because he's a fucking monstrous character, of course, uh, that was introduced in Mortal Kombat 2, and he's got like these fucking knife hands. And yet again, with the Halloween costume thing, he's essentially wearing an oversized mask. Like, an oversized mask, like with teeth. And they show quick shots of it, and it is so cheap. It's like they just—it's like they didn't even buy it at like Spirit Halloween or Party City or something. It's like they—you walked in like a, a drugstore or a pharmacy, and they have that shitty selection of Halloween masks. That's what it looks like, and that's everywhere in this movie. You see shit like that everywhere. The CGI battle at the end is fucking horrendous. 
there's like a three-headed dragon, and there's another fucking thing, and like, I get it, it was not, what was it, 1997, so people might be, be like, oh, it was 1997, you know, the CGI wasn't great, but like, at this point, Terminator 2 had happened, at this point, Jurassic Park had happened, those are two movies, obviously made by much better filmmakers, uh, I'm sure, but those are movies that I think those effects in those films still hold up pretty much. You know, they're a little dated, but there's no reason they should have looked this bad. Everything's kind of rushed, it feels like. There's also a scene when, like, Sonya and Jax go to run out. I think it's at the beginning of the movie. They go to run out when, like, Cyrex is going to blow up. And then they just, like, put them flying through the air with, like, flames in the background. Like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And like I said, like, the first Mortal Kombat, it's it's not like it's like, oh, my God, the effects are so good in there. But for the most part, they work. Even when, like, the CGI reptile comes, it's definitely dated. It's You know, they didn't probably have a big budget. And yet again, with the Terminator 2 comparison and the Jurassic Park, they probably didn't have as big of a budget as movies like that. But... They could have did a little bit better. You could, you figure it could have been a little better. Better. I was reading something. I don't know if it was a producer on the film, but I, I stumbled across something on Wikipedia before, and it was like the movie, the the effect it was probably the special effects guys. Come to think about it, but they were like the movie's effects weren't done. We didn't think they were done. They were kind of like temporary, and then whoever was in charge just took the movie and were like, all right, it's good to go. So I mean, if there's some truth to that, then it makes complete sense, but. As I said, along with the um, the fucking the bad acting, the effects, the just non-existent storyline, uh, it's movie. It's not like you got to be really fucked up. I'll put it this way because it's it's a hard watch sober. This is not a movie you want to watch sober. You you honestly shouldn't watch sober for any reason. Uh, but if you're on a Mortal Kombat kick because this game is coming out, you're like oh, I'm gonna revisit those fucking movies from the '90s. Definitely revisit the 1995 original. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, fun lines and good fights. And, and then if you want to go further, if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation and your curiosity gets the best of you, then maybe, I don't know, get high or you know drink some beers or huff spray paint out of a bag. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever gets you going, do one of those because that's probably the best way to watch it. Because there are, like it's... It does have those moments that it's so bad, it's good. Like, you know, the beginning, as I said, the classic line, the, the mother, you're alive. There's moments like that. But then it's just like, once you get in the middle of it, you're like, wow, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. And I almost shut it off a couple times. But uh, I didn't. I made it through just to talk about it. But yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, I don't know how anybody else feels about this. I don't know if there's people around my age that liked it when they were kids and I could have sworn I have memories of talking to people when I was a kid and them thinking that one was better and I was just no I'm not gonna like I wasn't like pretentious or anything but like it was obvious as I said at that age that this movie um paled in comparison but yeah the Mortal Kombat uh franchise is alive there is gonna be a second film as I said so whenever the hell that comes out I'm sure I'll be going to see that. But yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the game. They got fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme in this new one that's coming out. Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. And there's a whole cool trivia thing with that because originally the first Mortal Kombat game back in the day, 
originally started as like a John Claude Van Damme game. They were kind of like loosely basing it off like Bloodsport, and they were trying to get that made. But for whatever reason, John Claude Van Damme's people or him, they turned it down. And that's why like the Johnny Cage character kind of has the outfit and the look of John Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport, if nobody's ever noticed that, which everybody should. So it's cool that he's uh, he's in it, he's voicing it, and uh, that's just like, that's cool. That's like an alternate universe kind of thing, That what, what could have been. So I'm excited to fucking do some splits and punch people in the balls. I should do a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie on this podcast. I should. I'm going to probably have to get my brother involved, though. He's going to have to do it because he's the uh, the utmost expert on Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies and how many splits he could do, how many times he's splitted in a movie. And uh, maybe Bloodsport, I don't know, maybe Kickbox or something like that. But yeah, that is the Movie Thoughts Podcast. Thank you for listening if this is your first time. Uh, I know I kind of just ranted and raved about Mortal Kombat, but yeah, this is it. I give my opinion, I talk some movies, uh, bullshit. Uh, I haven't been to the movies. This is I kinda, I'm kind of going the longest I've gone probably all year when I haven't gone to the movie. There's just, I don't know, nothing's pulling me in. There's a couple movies I kind of want to see, and uh, I'll keep those to myself. But I might, I might pop in at some point. I got it. What's the next? The Haunting in Venice uh, looks pretty good, and I'll probably go see that when it comes out this week. But other than that, everything's kind of like, eh, I'll see it soon. I don't know. I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I can. But if this is the first time you're listening, thank you. Check out the other episodes. Check uh, check me out on. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Dom Solo Reels, where I post some movie-related content, some stupid videos of me in wigs. Uh, I'm also on another podcast with my friend Ryan, the Rambo Podcast, the It's a Long Road Podcast, the Rambo Podcast. There we go. I did the name backwards. But uh, go look that up and uh, hear us talk about Rambo and all that fun stuff. And uh, have a good night.